The object of Taxi Chronicles is to allow real riders with real stories, share their experience and enhance your life. So sit back and enjoy the journey. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have a special brother in the house. He specializes in oil and gas and he's sharing the gift, giving other people's knowledges and allowing them to make more than 10K a month. So if you're tired of being broke and you can't pay your energy bill, you might want to listen to what he has to say. Nice to have you here today. How you doing? How you doing, brother? You alright? So, what's your podcast? What's your uh, YouTube channel called? Well, it's not actually on YouTube. It's actually on Facebook. Okay. So they can just find me. Uh, it's actually my personal one. So it's uh, Steph R Nyohore, my surname G N A H O R E. Okay, that's good. Mm. So, so where where does your background come from? Why oil or gas, and why did you decide Facebook? Well, my background, so I've got about eight years experience in the oil and gas industry as a recruiter, mainly working with the likes of Total, BP, ExxonMobil and other subcontractors. And why did I decide to do it on Facebook? Basically, what happened is after I left the industry, um, I basically wanted to do something different, mo- mostly working working for myself. And then uh, I just thought, why would I not want to help people to basically be able to have the skills to always find a job without having to rely on recruitment agency or struggle out there? And I targeted oil and gas industry. And uh, why did I do Facebook? Simply because Facebook, I feel, is a bit of a more trusted platform in a way that, you know, most people that are on Facebook tend to be a little bit older compared to the other platforms and, um, you know, on Facebook, you tend to leave a bit of your um, history behind, I would say. So when people go on it, they don't, you know, they don't see the first picture of you in a, in a, on a yacht or in a business plane. They can kind of see your pictures from when you was maybe in high school or college or uni. You know, they can see some of your embarrassing pictures and it just builds that sense of uh, trustability, I would say. Okay, so you really thought about it. Yeah, you got to, man. Can't what? just go out there like that. Mm. Why did you get into recruitment? Do you know, it was actually, it was a bit by coincidence. It was around 2000, I think it was 2009, 2010. I was just made redundant because of the recession at the time. I was working in industry, travel industry. Yeah, so literally what happened is the company that was next door to the company that I was basically being let go of was the company that introduced me to the oil and gas industry. And I was not in recruitment before that. That was basically my first introduction to it. And the only reason I happened to, they thought of me is because that company was French. I'm originally from France. And then um, they thought I'd be a great uh, person to, to add to the team. And I was very frank with them. I said, look, I don't know nothing about recruitment and I don't, and I know even less about the oil and gas industry. And he said, listen, you know how to sell, you know how to talk, that's all you need to do. You just need to know how to sell people and their skills. Okay. And that's how I got started. So far. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the few French words I know. Yeah. Okay, so. That's interesting, we've got a bit of a background on you. So you came to live in England then? Well, I actually came when I was very young. Came with my family in 97, when I was about 12. Okay. 
and um, yeah I've been there ever since I mean I've been back and forth between London and Paris but yeah I've been here for a while about going back to live in Paris? I have a couple of times and nah I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go back. Okay, that's interesting. Alright, so what have you learned that you wish you knew when you started in this industry? Probably say that I didn't know at the time how how much bigger I could have been I, I could have um I've could have ventured out basically. Before I was very focused just on the on the recruitment side rather than I could have just basically focused on so many different aspects. So right. so when you say bigger you could have was it a case like where it's very common in this country that people focus on working for somebody rather than working for themselves and then you realise you could have been bigger if you worked for yourself earlier. Is that yes, what yes, that's what I kinda of mean because I've before, I mean, I always wanted to work for myself, but then it's a difference between wanting to work and actually doing it. And at the time, I think that I was thinking about it a lot and thinking about the perfect plan, when realistically, if all that time I would have been thinking of doing it by myself, then I would have made all the mistakes that needed to be made and I would have been a lot. I mean, I would have been in the situation that I am in now a lot earlier. So I see you had your vlogging equipment, your tripod and various yeah. other stuff. What can people expect when they go on your channel? What are you offering them? What problems are you solving? So what I basically do is I bring, I bring people within the industry, within the oil and gas industry, even people that are outside of the industry, just some value related on how they can use their knowledge or they can use their network to actually increase their net worth. So something very simple could be whenever you're looking for new opportunities people always seek outside of their own circle when realistically you should be reactivating the current network that you have you've got you know no matter what you've done in your life you've got a good 30 to maybe 40 years if you're older of connection with people now some of those connections you might have turned them off for a good 10 20 years but you don't know where these people are at now they might be able to open the door for you somewhere instead of going and trying to recreate new relationships why don't you just rekindle relationship that you've already established so that's some of the stuff that i, I try to to bring to people you spoke earlier before we started the episode yeah about the 10 10k a month explain yes. how does that work Oh, it's very simple. Based on your situation, what I do is I provide a couple of I provide a couple of uh, strategies. I would say I call them recruiting strategies, where um, I basically teach you how to be self-dependent and self-reliant. Where with those skills, you're able to attract bigger companies and you're able to attract headhunters towards you, rather than you sending CVs to just random jobs online hoping that they come back to you when you follow the strategies that I basically teach it will be the it, it will almost be like reverse engineering the opportunities will come to you it's funny because when you said oil and gas I automatically thought you were showing people how to deal with the stock markets or something like that oh yeah yeah things like that but mm -hmm. you're talking from the 
and was in self-improvement, from what I understand, and making yourself more sexy. In a way. Corporations and various other things. Yeah, so let's say, for example, that you're already an engineer. You're already an engineer. Let's say you're earning about £4,000 a month. Let's say that. Now, you're trying to get to the next level, but you just don't know how to get to the next level. Now, I'm going to teach you recruit, recruiting strategies on how you can go from 4,000 to 10,000. And all that depends on is, first of all, on, on the way that you present yourself, on the way that you're branding yourself also online. Because what you really want to do is you want to attract attention towards you for the right reasons. LinkedIn and things like that. Such as LinkedIn, such as Facebook. Because one of the things that people don't realize is that everything you're putting online, recruiters actually look at that. Yeah. So if you're basically trying to get a job, most recruiters, I would say 90% of recruiters, will definitely Google your name and then go on your social media just to see anything that gives them a glimpse of your character so if you've got a picture where you're getting drunk on a Wednesday night trust me they can see that yeah <laughs> but they won't know it's Wednesday well <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying <laughs> I know what you're saying if there's a younger person they wanted to get into the industry yeah or what you are doing in recruiting what would be your advice to them in recruiting yeah I would say if you're going to get into recruitment basically learn the industry really quickly, make some contacts, and then go at go go at it by yourself. Mm. Having a company above you really just it's really just there as a stepping stone. But you know, most of these recruitment companies are kind of ruthless. They pay you a basic, and then you got to make your money on top. And it doesn't matter if you've if you've made a million for them. If you're having a bad month, they can get rid of you. So you're only as good as your last job. Exactly. Yeah, sounds like commercial construction. What does the future hold for you? The future holds for me quite a lot. In terms of, I'm looking at different business avenues. I mean, you talked about investment. That's something that I'm quietly studying in terms of, you know, how to properly read the stock market, how to properly read a company financial report in order to invest in it like the, the future is quite bright but it's not just the money aspect as well there is an aspect of quality time as well and really understanding that the value of life and you know we're all here chasing the pound but you we also got to be very humble that if tomorrow there's a war that pound all means nothing so that's why I try to keep that sense of humbleness give me a tip what it's like in your shoes mm. being a vlogger well what I try to do is I try to create content in advance so it saves me time and it gives me time to actually organize myself and actually really gives me the time to do the right research to be able to provide a valuable content piece of content you talked about what have I learned obviously consistency if you do something if you provide one piece of content every day for the next year I'm telling you people's perception automatically changes and then they look at you as a voice of um, of leadership no matter what you do you could be a dog trainer you could be teaching people how to walk how to run 
how to scream. I'm telling you, if you do that consistently for a year, people start watching and people start following and people start believing. That's what I've what's what I learned. Have you found you had to invest in a lot of equipment? No, you don't need to invest in a lot of equipment. That's one of the first thing that that's one of the first thing that I, I realized that you don't need to invest in a lot of equipment because people, I would say the audience don't really need to. I mean, the audience is a lot smarter than people think. People always think that you need it to be crystal clear and everything, everything needs to be, you know, tipped up, like crystal clear. And I'll repeat myself again, but sometimes you just need to put out valuable content that's all they care about they don't care if the if the video is in hd or not if he if they can get something out of it they will be loyal fans would you say that depends on your the demographics you're appealing to i don't think it depends on any demographic to be honest with you as long as you're providing a good value that solves people's problems people will people will come and people will follow you and people will refer you that's the that's the that's the one thing that I've realized is as long as you provide con valuable content for free, people will follow you and people. Will, sometimes I've even seen people give you money just because they enjoy what you're what you're doing. If you could do it all again, yeah, what would you do differently? If I could do it all again, I probably would have started that a lot earlier. Somebody did tell me to do something that I'm doing right now a good seven years ago, but I didn't have the confidence back then to actually go ahead with it. But for me personally, I mean, I've got the ability to do what I'm doing anywhere in the country. Like tomorrow I'm traveling to West Africa and I'm going to be vlogging from over there. And, you know, I believe that's the future of everyone realistically is not being able. I mean, it depends. Obviously, people have different type of jobs, but if you have the ability to be in another country, and really just have no, be a digital nomad or not, why not? Yeah, I'm going to Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast. It's right next to Ghana. Yeah, French, French speaking. Yep. Yeah. Is that where you're from? That's exactly where I'm from. Yeah, I've got a big following in Africa. Not necessarily in, in West Africa. I've got mostly in Northern Africa, in Egypt. I it makes sense, they've got oil and gas. That's it. Yeah, yeah, they want exactly. to but I mean, I'm slowly growing anyway, and that's something. It's long-term project. I know, I know. I'm gonna get different type of followings, and the market's gonna be opening in different areas. So I'm not really fussed because right now I'm just focused on the quality, making sure that I'm providing good content for anybody that's listening to me. Yeah, that's true. It's all that consistency. If you that's can keep it. it up, then you'll eventually get there. So in terms of core value, what I do is I don't try, I stick to quality. So I don't promise you the world if I can't do it. And I'm very, very honest with my analysis when I talk to any oil and gas consultant. So that means if somebody's coming and they ain't got no job and they, and they think that by talking to me, they're going to be earning 150K a year. Like I tell them the truth. I tell them the steps that they need to take because I strongly believe in reputation. If I, if I scam one person, that's a short-term solution, but it gives me a long-term headache. So I'd rather just be completely honest, even if that means I can't serve everyone. doesn't matter. As long as I do my job right, you know, it will, it will pay in the long run. Yeah. You've been a great guest. What's the gift slash impact you want to have on the world? I don't know. That's 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 still 
something that's unanswered I guess obviously I want to help people but you know I don't know well, that's it then isn't it if you want to help people that's the gift that you want to give the world it's mm, true Okay then, well thanks a lot for that. And we wish you well. Thank you. And to the listeners out there, don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where we interview people who've invested in Africa from around the world and hear their experience. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.